Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. My name is David Chaviano, and today we are talking about in-demand SAP skills. Which ones should you pursue, and to what end? To help us with this question is my longtime colleague, Lars Sato. Hello, Lars. Welcome. At the start of every podcast, I always want to get our hero's origin story. Tell us a bit about who you are, where you're from, and how you became the professional you are today. Thanks, David. Thanks for the invitation. and Thanks for having me. Yeah, as you said, my name is uh, Lars Sato. I'm part of the SAP Skills Transformation Program. Initially, I studied uh, psychology and then started at SAP as an expert for digital learning and skill development. And uh, with the SAP Skills Transformation Program, our goal is to enable people with the skills they need for their role in the SAP world for our partners and customers' success. And we are doing this, for example, by introducing a unified language for SAP-related skills and by offering free learning journeys for skill development for everyone now. Okay, sounds good. And it's always cool to hear people having a diverse educational background. So you have psychology. Uh, the last episode I recorded, we had an aerospace engineer so it's it's cool to get different educational perspectives on the podcast. And I'm always curious how your, I guess, formal training back in the university days might have an influence over your skills or the way you do your job. But the, the nature of your work currently seems like a good fit to, to psychology skills in general. Why, why are they important and why should we gather them over the course of our lives? Yeah, you can say a skill is uh, the ability to perform a specific job-related task or activity. And currently, more than about three quarters of, of enterprises in the EU report difficulties in finding workers with the, with the right skills, especially in tech. Mm -hmm. And there are even um, studies that showing that about four out of 10 adults and, and every third person overall who works in Europe even lack basic digital skills. And uh, therefore, this year has been declared by the European Commission as the year of skills. And as also our customers tell us that they have huge difficulties in finding people with the right SAP skills, we at SAP are putting a big focus now on this topic, skills, knowledge, everything SAP related. Okay. When you go through a particular like job openings, for example, uh, different language might be used to describe what they're looking for. So some places might list uh, skills that they're looking for, competencies, I don't know, personality characteristics. Uh, so the language varies quite a bit when you scroll through various job openings, and it probably varies from organization to organization. But one for, or two words that maybe have an overlap, at least in my head, maybe in the heads of other people, is skill and competency. Are they the same thing, or is there a difference there? What should we pay attention to for those two words, at least? Yeah, a skill, as I said, uh, is the ability to perform a specific uh, job-related task or activity, like ABAP programming, or debugging, or process configuration. And a skill is often the result of uh, repeatedly applying knowledge or ability. Therefore, skills are specific, uh, while competencies are in general broader and often also have a behavioral component. 
So competencies are the qualities you possess rather than the skills you learn. So competencies are definitely more on the side of personality. Okay. So things like uh, soft skills, for example, that would be under competency, like problem solving, professional communication, that sort of thing? Exactly. Or leadership, All right. leadership competencies. Okay. Got it. And I think that one of the reasons why you ended up on this podcast is because you had a wildly popular blog that you posted on uh, SAP Community uh, regarding the most popular skills in 2023. Can you expand a bit on that? Correct. Um, many of our customers tell us that they have difficulties finding people with the right SAP skills. Skill taxonomies, such as the European ESCO database, uh, the European Skill Competencies, Qualifications and Occupations Framework, often do not adequately cover SAP skills. Uh, for example, in the ESCO database, uh, you only find about 10 SAP skills. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in US databases and taxonomies like ONET Online, you only find about 50 SFP skills. And as skills are so important, we wanted to know which SAP skills are in demand. Yeah? So which SAP skills count for our customers, which SAP skills are important for their success. And therefore, we conducted our own study and uh, analyzed not only job posting, but also Google Trends and posts in the uh, SAP community. Okay. Uh, would you be able to go over and do a quick rundown of the most popular skills from your blog? Sure. So in general, we clustered um, the SAP skills uh, that we identified into five categories, uh, business application skills. And uh, here we see the, the highest demand with uh, more than 120,000 job posts related to business application uh, skills. And in particular of importance are here, uh, skills related to SAP ERP, SAP S4HANA, S4HANA Cloud, uh, but also related to SAP success factors, SAP Business One or Reber. So these are all skill areas, not yet uh, single skills. Second were platform and technology skills. There uh, we saw more than 25,000 related jobs and more than 100,000 uh, community posts. And here, for example, areas of interest are BTP, so SAP's Business Technology Platform or SAP HANA. Third uh, came big data and analytics skills like uh, SAP Analytic Cloud, Master Data Management or Governance. Then on the fourth um, place, we have programming skills with ABAP, SAP UF5, Fury. And then finally, we saw a demand for methodology skills like Scrum, Agile, but also SAP Activate and also SAP Training. All right. So going back, so before we go into how, how we can learn these skills and where to go to learn them, uh, especially the ones for free, can we just rewind a bit and, and talk a little bit about what you're currently working on regarding skills? So basically, or, or I can sort of repeat back my interpretation of what you're working on and maybe you can correct me. Basically, you are attempting to catalog and standardize the skills as well as, I hope, competencies 
that are important within the SAP ecosystem. So SAP itself and SAP partners and customers are all basically speaking the same language in terms of what they're looking for. So job seekers have a better understanding of what they need to learn in order to meet uh, which expectations according to what's out there in the ecosystem. Is that correct? Exactly. That's that's correct. We are working on a unified language for roles and skills yeah, to make it easier also for our partners and customers to find the people with the right skills. Okay. All right. So that's really great news out there for the job seekers who may be confused at different terminology being used for possibly the same thing just because they're a different company. So that's good to hear. All right. So going back to those skills that you mentioned, which ones can, can somebody learn for free? So I'm always trying to steer this podcast in the direction of beginners slash students. So people who may not have uh, a bunch of money to pay for training. So let's do a special focus on the free skills that people can learn. Yeah. And here the, the good news uh, are that SAP is offering a new platform for free self-paced learning, learning.sap.com. And on learning.sap.com, you can already find more than 250 learning journeys and other learning assets for free. So SAP definitely wants to support skill development for free in the future for everyone. So not only for customers, partners, but also for students or really for everyone who is interested in SAP and wants to develop SAP skills. All right. So for, for those out there listening, learning.sap.com, go check it out. Um, you could go in there and see any available learning journeys without even having to log in. Although we always recommend you log in and create an account, but it's sort of the next level in accessibility for our learning content. Uh, yeah. And these free learning offerings will then allow you to develop SAP skills from a beginner to an advanced level. Also uh, with exercises, with live sessions, with training systems, expert support in learning groups. And by completing a learning journey, you develop the skills you need and also to pass an SAP certification exam to prove your skills. Mm -hmm. All right. And in a previous episode, we had talked about learning.sap.com and the, um, I guess, potential future of it, where it's going. At the time of recording, there's still various places you can learn SAP. So learning.sap.com is not yet the one and only one-stop shop. So uh, what are the various other platforms or internet locations that you can study on? And um, how can how proficient can you really get on one of these platforms without actually being on the job? Yeah, if you want to develop uh, a new skill, you always need to start with learning the facts, the concepts, the relationships, the processes. You need to understand the basics first. Huh? And then in the second step, you need to repeatedly apply your knowledge, for example, with practicing with training systems. And in the third step, you need uh, then to solve more complex problems. You need to apply your knowledge and your skills in, in real jobs and uh, real projects, for example. Finally, your skills will then allow you to create and invent new solutions and generate real impact. And in the past, SAP has offered various platforms to learn about SAP and to develop uh, SAP-related skills like OpenSAP, like SAP Learning Hub, like developer tutorials. And in the future, you will find everything, um, all offerings under learning.sap.com. 
and uh, there you will find self-paced learning, free self-paced learning, but also virtual classroom and expert sessions, learning groups where you get support from experts, training systems, and even related classroom training um, you, you will find there in the future. Okay. So for the first and the second step, I would say those are the things you could probably do the easiest online. So if you're brand new, so going through the e-learning and then maybe getting hands on a, tra a training system. So those are probably two things you can do well from the platform without actually having to enter the workplace. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you out there that want to get the big picture on what exactly SAP does and um, how all these processes connect to each other, I always recommend the discovering end-to-end -end business processes in the intelligent enterprise learning journey. That's something that'll give you a good, good high-level picture of how SAP works within a, a company. The name is a bit of a handful, but you could go into the search and put end-to-end -end on there and it should find it for you. So just a little tip there. All right. So how can learners connect these skills to specific certifications? So we have these learning journeys. We have a long list of SAP certifications. We have employers that are looking for those certifications. Uh, let's make an example. So somebody's looking to get into business application skills. They have to decide on SAP S for HANA, uh, success factors, or, or something else. If you decide on a solution, how do you decide on which module of the solution to focus on? So things get very, very granular. So the solutions are big, and there's areas of specialization within the solution itself. So um, how do you figure out what do you want to focus on? Yeah, I mean, if you're new to the SAP world, uh, you could always start with a beginner learning journey uh, to get an overview of the topic, of the processes, of the functionality. Then you can plan your further skill development based on your interest or based on the market demand or the business needs. For example, there's always a high demand for financial experts. Uh, and there's for sure also a growing demand for all cloud solutions as SAP as for HANA Cloud. If you are already employed uh, with the company, then it often depends, your, your further skill development depends on your role in, in that company and on the direction the company is going to. Mm -hmm. And market demand and or what your company needs, I guess, is where the magic of what you're working on comes into play. Because at, at the moment, you could go, I've searched for Google for various job openings out there in the SAP ecosystem. And um, I I've have found a lot of openings that use maybe antiquated terminology for something that you could learn on learning.sap.com. But the name of the thing you're learning on uh, learning.sap.com is not matching to the old terms that's being used in the uh, job market. So what you're working on, I think, will help a lot for folks who are uh, looking to figure out what is actually needed out there. So glad we're addressing that. Exactly. This is why unified language for, for roles and skills is uh, so important, because then you can also start to build up your skill profile and uh, we can recommend you then also the next steps uh, based on your current skill profile, your current role, and based on where you want to go uh, and what is already in use in your company or what further SAP software, SAP solutions will be used in your company. Mm -hmm. And... Regarding prerequisite skills, so you, you mentioned financials for SAPS for HANA being a very high demand topic. I know that as well for certain in the United States, that is something that's high on the list. But for financials for SAPS for HANA, you should 
approach the topic with some background knowledge in accounting and, and finance and controlling, at least a base level knowledge of those topics before going into the SAP specific area for finance. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same for something like ABAP or BTP, because those are also high demand popular topics. So programming skills, is, is there like a prescribed level of general computer science or programming skills that's needed before going into a topic like BTP? I mean, ABAP is uh, SAP's own programming language. If you want to start uh, with ABAP, it's definitely helpful to have a general understanding of programming, of object orientation, of uh, SQL. Um, that, that would always help, but it's not mandatory. Uh, you can start with our beginner learning journeys even without without prior knowledge yeah, as a student. Uh, if you talk about BTP, so SAP's business technology platform, which supports several cloud technologies and uh, programming languages, not only ABA, but also Java, Node.js, Python, it would definitely be helpful if you, if you have already a good understanding of cloud technologies. Okay, fair enough. So it certainly doesn't hurt to have prerequisite knowledge, but it's not an absolute prerequisite. Correct. Which skills uh, fit into which roles? So you could find a job opening for a developer or a consultant or an architect, for example. Is there a defined general guidance of what skills are needed for which role? Yes and no. So in general, you can distinguish between uh, three main roles, developer, consultants, solution experts, and architects. And in the past, um, it was much, much easier to define skill profiles uh, for these roles because they were all more or less the same for every partner, for every customer, at least in the SAP world. And uh, now with cloud technologies, with various programming languages that, that are supported on PTP, with a more heterogeneous system landscape, the roles also have become more complex and uh, more differentiated. So there is not longer one ABAP developer. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to have you have different developer roles, but but you still can say uh, as a developer you for sure need programming skills and you need uh, methodology skills um, nowadays like Scrum. Uh, as a solution expert or consultant, you need skills uh, related to a specific business solution, business application, and methodology skills uh, such as SAP Activate or project management. And uh, as an architect, you need business skills, process skills, architecture skills, uh, especially for how to connect various uh, systems, for example, through BTP. There are other roles as well, for example, business users, administrators. What we are currently trying to do is we are trying to standardize roles and skills, uh, as I said, with introducing this unified uh, language. Okay. And I noticed in our notes here, consultants are also called solution experts. Are, are we going to start calling consultants solution experts or are the terms interchangeable? Is this part of the language standardization? You know, this this was now a term that I uh, I have used to, to make it okay. easier for for our audience to understand what I'm talking about. So okay. if you're not familiar with the consultant, consultant is normally a solution expert for business uh, solution who is helping the customer to implement a certain ISP solution. Got it. 
So as we stated, so this standardization of language and terminology is a work in progress. So what what, what exactly. can people expect in terms of the skills within the SAP ecosystem going forward? Um, skills will play an even more important role in the future. As I said, with the skills program, with the skills transformation program, we are working on this unified language for SAP related skills. We are working on standardizing uh, skills. We already have started to introduce role based uh, certification and skill based learning. And um, yeah, with learning.sap.com, we are bringing everything uh, together and offering already today several hundred free learning journeys, learning assets for everyone to, to develop uh, real SAP skills. All right. Sounds excellent, especially the role-based certification topic. So having people, giving them a view on, on what the end result and role is, I think will be very helpful and better communicate the value of our certifications going forward. Exactly. And The first role uh, that we have introduced here is the enterprise architect as a role-based certification. And Lars, one final thing to close on. We always want to collect a final word of wisdom from our expert on the podcast. So do you have anything for our learners out there? Yeah, I would say as a, as a psychologist, uh, always try to relate what you learn with your personality, with your interests, with your life, so that it makes sense from a broader perspective as well. And then it will stick. Excellent. Lars Sato, thank you, sir, for your time and expertise on this topic. Thanks, David, for having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next time, keep learning. Have fun. Goodbye. Bye-bye.